the power of a plan in the face of adversity with speaker, author, and resilience and well-being strategist and the creator of the Build Back Stronger message, Michael K. Jackson. On episode number 159 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. And it was during that time of helping to rebuild where I began to reflect back on my own life and some of the other adversity beyond this most recent loss of my dad that I was able to overcome. And I recognized that there was a a, a pattern, a system that I used uh, to overcome that adversity. Hi, this is Dr. Timothy Yen, the author of Choose Better, the Optimal Decision-Making Framework. I can help you create a life worth living. On the Beyond Adversity podcast, Dr. Brad Miller helps you navigate adversity to achieve your promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. This is the podcast where we look to help you to crush adverse events in your life and to emerge to a better place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. We do so by publishing over 150 episodes of the podcast, Beyond Adversity, at drbradmiller.com and at all the various podcast outlets where we talk to doctors and teachers and leaders and authors and people who are psychologists and people who are in the business community who have had their own stories of overcoming some adversity in your in their life to develop a process or a system in order to get through that and that can speak into your life. I have my own process called the 40-day way. You can find it all at drbradmiller.com. We have a free gift for you there as well. Our guest today on Beyond Adversity is Michael K. Jackson. He comes to us as a business leader and resilience and well-being strategist, author of Speaking My Truth, 50 Real Stories That Inspire, Empower, Heal, and Transform. And this is where he talks about his plan, plan for resilience building in your life, a blueprint. You're going to hear more about that in our conversation today. Really fascinating conversation. Michael had the situation of dealing with a death in the family under incredibly tragic circumstances. Now here at Beyond Adversity, we teach there are five different areas, the five D's we call them, which most often encompass adversity. They're depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. Michael had to deal with the death in the family of his own father under tragic circumstances as a result of a hurricane. And he then had a choice to make whether to stay stuck and dissolve into his grief or to leverage this situation to do something about it. He did something about it in the moment we'll hear more about then the aftermath of this hurricane and then moreover through his plan to helping people like you and I to build back stronger in your life 
He blogs at michaelkjackson.com. You're going to find out more about him at our show notes at drbradmiller.com. But right now, let's have a great conversation with Michael K. Jackson. Michael K. Jackson is with us. He uh, blogs at michaelkjackson.com, and he comes to us with a wealth of experience and his story to tell. He's a Caribbean American. He comes uh, from that background, but he, from a business background, he approaches things as a master trainer, an author, and an expert in emotional resilience and well-being strategy. He is here to help us to be inspired and empowered and equipped to build back stronger. He is the author of Speaking My Truth, 50 Real Stories That Inspire, Empower, Heal, and Transform, and where he introduces people to his plan, plan, and he's going to speak to us about that here today, which is a resilience building blueprint. We welcome to you Beyond Adversity, Michael K. Jackson. That's Brad Miller. Thank you so much for, for having me on the podcast, sir. I, I look forward to our conversation. I have been really look, looking forward to, to this for, uh, for some time, Michael. You have a great story to tell and your message of helping people build back better, help people build back stronger, I should, should say, really resonates with our audience, which is helping people to navigate adversity and to come to a place of peace of mind. But this comes to us because you have had your own experiences of adversity, of some devastation even, which has kind of led you to your place in life of being helpful to others. And if you don't mind, let's just tell your story a little bit about what got you to this point. What are some of the things that you have had to overcome to now be in this place of being an author and a leader and a teacher and a master person and uh, emotional resilience? Tell us your story. Sure, Brian. Well, well, um, my story really, the, the, I reached an inflection point in my life back in 2017. Uh, you and, and your listeners uh, may remember 2017 was a, uh, a bad hurricane year. And uh, as you mentioned at the top, I'm a Caribbean American. I was actually born in an Eastern Caribbean island called Antigua and raised in St. Thomas, United States Virgin Islands. And back in 2017, Bad hurricane year, multiple hurricanes, and in fact, the U.S. Virgin Islands was hit uh, by two back-to-back Category 5 storms. Uh, First was Irma on September 6th, and then the second uh, came exactly two weeks later with Hurricane Maria on September 20th. At the time the the first hurricane hit, it, it wreaked a lot of havoc, destroyed uh, much of my island of St. Thomas and or a lot of the island communications lines went down. I lost contact uh, with my dad who was still on the island. And Brad, I, I tell you, during that time, praying for the best, hoping for the best, uh, not knowing or, or hearing anything, praying that I didn't get, you know, uh, one of those phone calls that you that you get during these times. And actually, the, the phone call that I, that I did receive eventually was a voicemail uh, from my dad saying to me, Mike, I'm, I'm all right. I'm a, I'm a little battered, battered and bruised, but I'm all right. And all during the time of, of, um, of 
you know, after the first hurricane hit, we were trying to uh, see about how we can get him off the island. Uh, but unfortunately, because of the destruction, airport was closed uh, to, you know, uh, commercial traffic eventually was open to, to, uh, to for military aid and so forth, humanitarian aid and so forth. You know, neighboring islands like Puerto Rico and the British Virgin Islands, uh, you know, airports were, were, were closed uh, as well. So we could not get him off. But I was so thankful to get that phone call from him. I, I quickly returned the call, you know, and, and it was such a relief to hear his voice, Brad. Unfortunately, uh, three days later, that, that I got that voice message and, and spoke to him on that Saturday. On September 20th, the afternoon of September 20th is when I got a fateful phone call from a childhood buddy of mine that I grew up with on St. Thomas, letting me know that my dad was gone. Wow. My dad was gone. Um, we, we lost him in the midst of the hurricane. And this was devastating to say the least, Brad, uh, to myself and my family. And that was an inflection point in my life that caused me to you know, do a lot of reflecting, uh, which caused me to create this uh, plan resilience, resilience building framework that I'm sure we'll get into to where now I am you know, on a mission to, as I say, inspire, empower, and equip purpose-driven leaders to bounce yeah. back from setbacks and go so back we- stronger from stress and adversity. Death is one of uh, when you say gone, I assume you mean he was deceased, right? He was deceased. He was yes. deceased. Unfortunately, um, and, the hurricane hurricane took him. Floodwaters yeah. took him. Wow. One of the major um, points, pivotal points, defining moments for all of us often is uh, death of a loved one, or sometimes our own uh, mortality or having a devastating disease or something like that, but it really helps us to uh, really define what's truly important and what is uh, how temporary life is and how we've got some opportunities to do something now uh, about it if we choose to. And first of all, this, let me say, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm just so sorry for your loss. How, how devastating that is. I lost my own father a few years ago and uh, to, uh, to cancer and it was just devastating in and of itself I will also say, just kind of as a side note, I was on in the Virgin Islands on vacation. Oh, man, about four years ago, three or four years ago, not too was it long. The hurricane or after the it was hurricane? after the hurricane, uh, but I just remember in touring the island that there was still major impact, uh, you know, of the devastation. So I just have just a tiny bit of uh, understanding of the devastation that, that took place. So that's that's dramatic and traumatic in and of itself. So you had this devastating moment here, but the thing is, Michael, so many people, when they have a devastating moment, like a death in the family, get stuck. Mm -hmm. They stay there. They stay in a place of hurt or bitterness or just uh, uh, they stay in a stuck place. But you Mm -hmm. chose not to stay stuck, and you have now have this message of resilience. So what are some of the things that you did to not stay stuck in grief and all the other things that came with losing your father. What are some of the things that you then did in response to that uh, defining moment? Absolutely. Great question, Brad. So uh, yeah, it's, you know, I I fault no one for uh, getting, getting stuck at all. Uh, We all get stuck at times in life, 
the question is, uh, you know, are, are we going to stay there? So I, I certainly, you know, dealt with some, some powerful emotions, some powerful negative emotions uh, after receiving that news. But I had a stronger desire, Brad, to, uh, to, to, to do something, uh, to take action in some way that would, uh, one, honor my earthly father, Maurice E. Jackson, and also honor my heavenly father as well. I'm a man of faith, so that was important to me. And thirdly, do something to help my island build back stronger. So what I did, uh, I I had heard about a a hurricane relief effort that my church had started for the island of Puerto Rico. And I, you know, approached my church leadership about, I said, well, hey, you know, um, the U.S. Virgin Islands just to the east of Puerto Rico was slammed not by one but but two category five hurricanes and there's no you know relief effort for them and I believe strongly in being a part of the the being a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. So while I was somewhat we'll say angered uh, by the by by the lack of attention because there was lack of attention in the news media as well. Volunteered. I rose my hand and I, I said I I'm willing to um, be a part of the solution and offered myself up to, to lead a hurricane relief effort uh, through my church that eventually saw dozens upon dozens of, of uh, volunteers go down, uh, not only to St. Thomas, but uh, also to St. John and to St. Croix, the other two of the three U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, to help people rebuild their lives and rebuild their homes. And it was during that time of helping to rebuild where I, as I mentioned earlier, began to reflect back on my own life and some of the other adversities beyond the, this most recent loss of my dad that I was able to overcome. And I recognize that there was a, a pattern, a system that I use uh, to overcome that adversity. We're going to get into that pattern system here in just a minute, but just to reflect for a second, what you actually did in the moment is you assessed that there was a great need at hand, pretty obvious in the Virgin Islands, you utilized some present organization, your church, but then you took it further. You organized and you got your hands dirty. You got physically involved with it. You took some bold and really direct action, didn't you? I mean, you really got involved. You didn't let other people do it. You, 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 you really got involved. And what are some lessons you think you learned about taking bold and distinct action? Some some lessons I learned, Brad, is is to uh, again be when you when you when you when you see something, uh, you know, they say when you see something, say something. Well, I said when you see something, do something. In do this something, instance, yeah. you know, do something. It was obviously greatly personal to me. You know, we we've all seen destructions and you know the, you know destructive natural disasters across the world. And we, we watch these things on, on, on television, perhaps, you know, we, we sympathize with, with the folks, but for, for me, I not only sympathize, but I empathize because I was, I was connected to this. I, I, I took that bull action and it, and, and before I actually, uh, you know, there were, there were some things I had to navigate in terms of reaching out to uh, different organizations on the Island to, for us to partner with and so forth. But for me, it was, it was personal, and I could either uh, I could either sulk and sink, or you know 
take, as you say, take bold action to do something uh, about it. And it was impactful not only to me, but to all the all the volunteers that actually went down. Stories came back uh, to, to to you know that came back to me that said because uh, I wasn't on every um, mission uh, trip that that was taken. I kind of led and co-led the effort from here and did uh, a couple of them myself. But when stories came back from the volunteers about one, the impact they were able to make on the islands, two, the impact that was made upon them in terms of this was life-changing for some folks in order to deal with some of the stuff that they're, uh, they were dealing with personally, to be able to have an impact on, on others is really what it's all about. And I, and I sense that's one of the reasons why, yeah. you know, you do this podcast, Brad. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I just, I'm a big believer that uh, when something happens, you need to take action or else life will just happen absolutely. to you. And not always, you know, that's not always the best outcome. And you mentioned though, Michael, that you're a man of faith. And you also mentioned how you worked through your, your church in order to do some of these things. Let's talk for a minute about, uh, relationship of a spiritual aspect or a power beyond yourself to help empower you to do this transformative thing, both personally transformative and to be engaged in transformation of others. Talk a little bit about the importance of being empowered by something greater than yourself in order to do these things. Absolutely. Um, you know, faith for me, faith for me is, is uh, foundational, Brad, I know you're a pastor, so you know you we can we can talk on this level in terms of uh, belief in Jesus Christ. You know that that's what drives me. That's my my foundation and my anchor. Uh, I grew up in a in a, a Christian uh, household. Uh, values were passed on to me from uh, my parents, uh, but particularly my mother and my grandmother. I now then um, extend that. Uh, out to you know every every everyone I touch and it informs it informs everything I do. There's so much that can be said about that, uh, but I, I'll say that it's foundational. Foundational. Yeah. I like to think of it in terms of you know we can't really do a whole lot unless we are empowered, and the best place to be empowered is through our uh, spiritual spiritual life and Absolutely. through our prayer life and scripture and the other things that yep. help to the formation of that. But also another thing that can we do here, and you mentioned it a little bit already, is how relationships are important in order to help us. I call it the fuel of how we accomplish transformation and to get through adversity is relationships. You were uh, obviously um, fueled by your relationship with your father. This was an impetus for what you were doing. And then you talked about some of the people you worked with in building teams and so on. Tell me a little bit about the importance of loving, caring, deep, emotional relationships, uh, mentoring or family relationships or anything that helped and fueled you to uh, make some of these changes and those, uh, how that's important in your process. Absolutely. Relationships are, are, are key, you know, and, and some of the, the the most uh, important crucial relationships in, in, in my life has been one, obviously my, my dad, my dad uh, gave me the example of, showing me a, a man of integrity, strong worth, work ethic. Dad was, you know, he was, you know, one of these old, old school Caribbean guys that work hard, ha- man of few words, you know. <laughs> he, he was definitely a man of his time in terms of 
man a few words and and you know he he meant what he said and so forth and set for me the example of being present you know i'm i'm happy to say that you know i come from a two two parent household being present and and also just that that work ethic and then my mom together with my her mother my grandmother cuz we I lived in a, a kind of a, a multi-generational household as well. I had, you know, aunts around, uncles, my grandmother, and so forth. Uh, and, you know, th- my mom and my grandmother, like I said earlier, you know, gave me that, certainly uh, gave me that uh, faith foundation in terms of being able to um, have that relationship with God, right, uh, through Jesus. And then there were um, others, other people that, that were impactful. It's, it's too many to mention, but I would be remiss not to mention my wife, who is probably one of the strongest people I know, you know, and, and who I derive strength from and, and she derives strength from me as well. Some of the things that she's gone through in terms of losses, I've certainly derived, derived strength from as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then a part of what the process of being fueled by relationships has to do with how those things influence us, you know, influence the men and women that we are. And then how if we choose to, then we can be an influencer in a positive way, hopefully on other people. And that's, that's uh, because you care because you've been, you've been cared for, you've been fueled and now you can care for others. And yep. a part of the way that it seems to me, Michael, that you have cared for others is by choosing to pass along your knowledge and your experience and your expertise and your strategic thinking and your writing to others. And so you chose to create a business and develop a process that you call it the plan process. In other words, you've organized your experience and now you're sharing this with other people. And so I'm really interested in, in the, both the personal disciplines, you know, our, our, uh, our habits and things of this nature, but also then how we then organize that to share with other people. So I'd like for you to talk for just a second about any personal disciplines that you may have. Then let's start to apply this to your teaching, your plan, plan. Sure, sure. You know, I do my best to, to, to walk the talk, if you will. So when we talk about, plan and, and the, the four steps of this uh, re- resilience building blueprint, you know, the, the first of which is uh, P for uh, practice prayer and meditation, prayer and meditation uh, daily. And, and that's a, a discipline and a, and a practice that goes, goes back to, you know, my foundation of, of faith. You know, let me mention uh, too, Brad, that to, to, to know me is, is to know uh, my values. And, you know, years ago, I went through this exercise where I, and you perhaps have done the same, really thought about and, and, and wrote down uh, what my core values are. And my, my top five are faith, family, spiritual growth, uh, love of learning, and impacting people. And one in three uh, is faith in God through Jesus Christ. And three is spiritual growth because it's not enough to just believe but you have to also be uh, dedicated to that growth. And that growth for me, in, it, you know, is, is kind of walked out on a daily basis uh, through uh, prayer, my prayer and meditation time. And that's awesome. That's also the first point of your plan, plan. And so that tells me, that teaches me then, Michael, about how you're prioritizing your process here and your 
making your your your, your prayer and practice and uh, meditation as a as a high priority. But now let's how we translate this to other folks through your business and your teaching and your transformation yep. is where we get into a little bit more of your plan plan. So go ahead and unpack some of that for yep. us. Sure. So I, you know, I, I mentioned that the, you know, the, the, the first uh, step in this four step, uh, what I call it, my four step uh, with a, a hurricane proof, storm proof resilience building blueprint is, as I mentioned that, uh, you know, practice prayer and meditation. I, I encourage folks, and this is not just for, you know, it, there might be people, uh, there are likely people that are listening that are a different, uh, of a different faith tradition from yourself and myself. And for, for me, it's really about taking time to, to get centered, you know, first in the morning uh, to really center yourself, right? That's a, a foundational practice of, of prayer and meditation and taking time out to gratitude, to, to have gratitude, to express gratitude to that higher power. In my case, it's, it's, it's God, you know, to encourage folks now to not just, you know, go through life. Some, some people may jump to prayer when, you know, when track, when track, when adversity strikes. And I say, let's be proactive, you know, that practice of prayer and meditation, center yourself, deep breathing exercises. And I encourage folks to, there are so many, uh, there's a multitude of apps on, on your phone, Brad, that folks can avail themselves of to actually uh, do guided meditations and to actually, you know, help with that prayer life as well in terms of, you know, as a Christian, you have Bible apps and so forth. So I uh, ref- if I can reflect with you just a second on that one, it would happen to be when crisis happens, when, when adversity strikes, which it does for the just and the unjust alike, mm-hmm. uh, or no matter what your spiritual background or practices, don't panic with it. You know, don't go, don't go into crisis yourself, but to take a moment to pause, to be reflective, to prayerfully approach it. If from, if you're from that faith uh, tradition. So very good. And then, uh, no, just keep going. That's the P we've covered that pretty good. Let's, let's keep going now with the L. Yeah. So the, the L is to lean in and listen, listen for the lesson. Uh, And I say, to lean in and that goes back to that goes to if you're a person of faith lean into your faith certainly lean into your community that goes back to what we were talking about about uh, the importance of, of relationships too often when we're when we're going through adversity the natural inkling can be to turn inward I, and i certainly had my times in life where you know <laughs> when when i went through a time period in in, in my life uh, where I had kind of lost everything, you know, went through a couple of corporate layoffs, uh, had, had uh, went through divorce, bankruptcy, and so forth. And I was just, you know, uh, depressed and dejected. Didn't want to see anybody, spent a lot of time in my pajamas. And, you know, friends would come around and try to, try to, uh, you know, to, to, to get me out. And I would, I would refuse. But uh, there came a time where I did lean in to, my community, those people in your life that you can lean on and learn from as well that have your best interests at heart. So I, I say um, part of the L um, is to is to lean in, you lean into your community, your friendships, uh, your relationship with God and so forth, and then listen for the lesson. Um, Brad, I'm sure you can attest to the fact that there's always a lesson buried 
in every adversity that we face, that we face. Um, no, we, we have to, but we have to choose to listen for it, which is yeah. part of what you're saying. The L is as well yes. for, at least I would uh, reflect with you about that. You have to listen yes. for it because if we choose to, we can descend into bitterness or uh, malaise. I call it the malaise of mediocrity. We just kind of get stuck. And so, uh, but we have to listen for it and learn and love and all those type of things there yes. uh, yeah. to apply it. Then The application process here is so important, not just Ab- to absorb, but to apply. To apply. Application is key. Uh, yeah. Application is key. And, and and that actually leads leads to, to the eight. Uh, the A is not for application, but it's for, <laughs> A is for act. And I say, act accordingly, but it's really about uh, application. And it's really about, because I always say, you know, faith without works is dead. Uh, that's biblical, Brad, you know that. And that goes back to taking a bold action. You know, it doesn't have to be your bold action. You're acting accordingly. It doesn't have to look like mine or, or look like yours. Um, you know, it, it's, it's I think, unique. I'm not unique. Many people have, have, have lost people in, you know, in natural disasters, but um, not everybody. So not everybody can identify with leading a hurricane relief effort, but reflect on what bold action, uh, to use your words, Brad, can can you take today to dig yourself out of that hole that you might be in, to dig yourself out of that uh, depression and that anxiety? And that goes back to steps one and two about, you know, that that practicing that prayer and meditation, that leaning in and that listening, but to it's important to take that action. And sometimes, Brad, honestly, the, the action might just be to stand in your situation and wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes the action might just be waiting. Sometimes you can't do anything but change your mind uh, and your, your uh, perception of events at mm-hmm. the time. Well, the idea I think here is, or part of the idea here is it doesn't have to be, the bold action doesn't always have to be huge steps. For some of us, a bold action uh, can be just getting out of your pajamas, put your clothes on to use what you were saying earlier. Or for folks who, I was just literally talking to a neighbor of mine, uh, lives across the street from where I live just before we came on to our podcast. And she was saying that, very recently, as in today, and we're talking in June of 2021, is when the first time she's been out of her house since the COVID crisis mm-hmm. happened. So mm-hmm. for her, it was a huge step to get out of the house, to step mm-hmm. out of the house just to say hello to a neighbor. So whatever mm-hmm. it is, what I'm trying to get with you is those bold actions means taking a step, you know, taking a taking step. A step. And, yeah, Even if and, it's a baby step. Right, right, right. So yeah. what's the what's yeah. the end? So the end, uh, step four uh, is N for uh, notate your mind state. And that really talks about the, the benefits of journaling. There's a lot of research around uh, the benefits of journaling, just uh, just uh, similar to the benefits of, of prayer and meditation in terms of, um, you know, stress reduction. You know, when when you uh, take the time to actually, you know, write your thoughts out, it, it, it does a couple of it did, did, does a couple of things for, for me. And I, I'm, you know, there's, there's uh, tons of evidence that it, 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 it does this for others in that it allows you to reflect back on, uh, you know, as you, as you reflect back on your old journal entries, you see that you may not, you might not have faced this exact same circumstance previously, but you've been through some things and you've gotten through them. And I say, you can take that 
and say, well, I, I was able to get through this. By the grace of God, I was able to get through that. Then, so now I can actually get through this. And that gives me hope for the future, Brad, in that this won't be the end of me at all. Or it, 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 um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the end of me. It's based on, on your choices. But yeah. the benefits of journaling are, are, um, are manifold. Yeah. And the fact that you're recording it, you know, yes. you're recording it, you're writing it down for some people, audio journal and things like this. But uh, also the, uh, you can combine the, the spiritual element and the journaling element together as well, if you choose to, as well as some of the other things, you know, some people kind of, I'll give you an example. Some people kind of journal in a way by letter writing, you know, they'll write letters to mm-hmm. a f- loved one or a neighbor or, you know, even a fan of someone. Sometimes they mm-hmm. write letters and don't even send them, but they process. And that's yep. a, a message way, but writing things down or processing them, uh, audio or in, in tactile, if they're, they're writing is so important. Now, Michael, you've been able to, this whole plan, the P-L-A-N plan here is all about your resilience building blueprint. Is that correct? That that is correct. I I always say, Brad, if, you know, in terms of uh, building or rebuilding a house, if you will, or any, you know, any structure, right? uh, you, You start with plans and blueprints. So this is your blueprint for rebuilding your life. And this is the foundation of the business that you have built now, which basically has the theme of building back stronger. And you have put together this business with speaking and teaching and you're a writer Mm -hmm. and you, you do workshops and so on. Tell us a little bit about that and what the manifestations of that. And I'm particularly interested in Michael, any stories you may have of people or groups that you may have worked with where you've seen uh, some results or seen some manifestation of what you're teaching about your resilience building blueprint. Absolutely. So yes, as you mentioned, you know, uh, the an outgrowth of uh, my process of reflection after losing my dad was to start this uh, speaking and training business, you know, Michael K. Jackson International. And uh, for me, you know, as you know, it, it, in terms of uh, purpose, this is quite aligned with my with my my career choices, and you know I I uh, come from a background of of training and um, speaking, uh, you know, first in in corporate and then uh, for the government. This was so this was a natural outgrowth to to get out there and now uh, speak and, and train, uh, you know, various organizations, you know, building emotional resilience and, you know, organizations I've, I've spoken at, uh, you know, several, several conferences, done workshops and so forth. And, you know, the feedback I've gotten from participants, which are typically business people, professionals, either business owners or, or uh, you know, uh, professionals in, in corporate that have come back to me and, and say, you know, just, just thanking me for, providing, you know, this, this blueprint, because as, as, you know, King, King Solomon said thousands of years ago, Brad, there's, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Um, you know, so it, it, exactly. So, and, and even there, there are many similarities in, in, in your plan and my plan and, and, and several others, but I think it's the application. So, you know, in terms of results, I've, I've, you know, gotten, like I said, a, a ton of feedback from people in terms of rethinking and rethinking about, for example, 
journaling, particularly with us men, Brad, you know, a, a lot of men don't like, <laughs> don't like journaling because I always oh, say, you know, it, it's not, it's, this is not an exercise for, you know, like, like you think about, you know, teenage girls with their, with their diaries, but mm-hmm. it's really, like I said, there's a, a ton of research around the, the benefits and, you know, guys have come back and said, you know, you know, you know what, this, this, you know, just that practice alone. Uh, actually well, it's about, it's about worked. intentionally processing your thoughts. Sometimes we don't want to do that. <laughs> Sometimes we just slide to let, okay, let's just let it slide. Let, let's let, you know, right. let, let's just see if we can just get through another day. And what you're talking about is an intentional living, exactly, exactly. intentional living. And your whole process here is about a blueprint, but the blueprint does no good unless you build something on it. And this is the, the process here that, that you're talking about and how you have at various corporate entities and individuals who you shared with uh, in your process. So if people want to find out what you do offer, either on your website or otherwise, what kind of things do you offer to be helpful to a, in a corporate environment or even individual coaching or whatever it would be? What kind of things are people going to find when they Absolutely. contact michaelkjackson.com? Yep. So uh, best thing, best, best way to reach me is go to uh, michaelkjackson.com. And, and uh, if you are a, if you listen to this and, and you are, or know a, you know, a, a meeting planner, uh, meeting professional, you know, I, one thing I do is, is to do keynote speeches and, and workshops at conferences, but I also uh, partner with uh, various associations and uh, companies themselves who want to, particularly in this time, there's a huge focus on uh, emotional well-being, mental well-being, um, you know, in light of what we've all gone through with COVID, uh, what we've gone through with and are still going through with, you know, uh, the various, you know, racial injustices that uh, have happened across the past year that we continue to witness on, on television and, and some of us uh, continue to experience, yes. uh, you know, companies and associations want to uh, provide their uh, people uh, with tools and capabilities to actually be able to be more uh, productive uh, employees, so I part of what I do is is come in and, and provide and particularly in this virtual world, come in and provide a virtual workshop where uh, we kind of take a deeper dive into this plan resilience uh, building framework so that their people can be, as I say, um, you know, uh, more more productive. Uh, the organization can be more profitable and sure. employees can have more peace of mind, basically. Well, here's the thing. A, at least I believe this. See what you think that a organization, a business entity, a, uh, a family, a church organization cannot be truly uh, productive or live out its, uh, its potential if it's been waylaid by adversity, if it's been offered a ditch somewhere. Absolutely. And that's and most and most time those are individual or, you know, the corporate, you know, uh, a business can have a downfall, of course. But mm-hmm. uh, those, those downfalls, you know, the into, individuals is what I'm trying to say, are the mm-hmm. ones who are impacted by adversity, whether it's death in the family, as you right. indicated, it could be a divorce. It could be 
the COVID crisis disease, you know, or somebody has a cancer or something like that, or debt, you know, you have a financial reversal or all of a sudden that pension you were counting on wasn't quite there when your business collapsed and anything anything along that line. Uh, Depression, you know, is uh, just the overarching mental health thing. Those are individual aspects and we got to deal with those in order to have success in our businesses uh, or or family or life or anything like that. Then we can find all about this at michaelkjackson.com. michaelkjackson.com, yes. That's awesome. Well, let's bring it around. One more thing, one more. I like to kind of close with this thought here. And I want your reflection on this. Try to put yourself in, or try to put yourself in the position of now speaking to young man or perhaps a young woman who's had a devastating experience in their life. You know, you had the devastation of losing your father in a terrible tragedy a hurricane. But now somebody has come to you and said, uh, Michael, uh, I've had this devastation in my life. I, I'm going through a divorce or I lost my job or I lost my business or, you know, I had a death in the family or maybe my own health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kinds of things would you share with that person? What kind of a things would you share to help that person to move out of being stuck out of their pajamas, as it were, <laughs> to a different place? What are you going to share with that person? What kind of things are you going to build with them? First and most important thing I, I would say is something I always say, and, and that's to uh, make adversity your advisor, not your adversary. Make adversity your advisor, not your adversary. You know, we, we, we have a choice Brad, as we've said, in terms of, okay, you know, we've experienced this, uh, this loss in, in whatever uh, form that loss has taken, and we can either allow it to, to uh, crush us or allow it to actually have some benefit and rebuild. And it begins with, you know, the, the renewing of the mind. It, it begins by uh, your perspective on this situation. So I say uh, change the way in initially uh, if you're looking at it negatively, uh, change the way you're looking at the situation, because, you know, just, uh, you know, and, and I feel free to, to, to say this here, that um, my, my life verse, Brad, uh, is Romans 8, 28. You know, all things work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to uh, his purpose. It's all about knowing that and this is what uh, an old pastor of mine told me to a long time ago. Nothing is wasted. It's it's all about how you view the situation. So if somebody came to me and, and asked me that question, I would deal with uh, mindset first. It's all in how you look at the situation. Make adversity your advisor, not your adversary. And the w- one of the ways you do that is to actually implement uh, this plan resilience building framework. What a great way to end our conversation here, Michael. I- what a gem. Make adversity your advisor, not your adversarial. I love that. I want to use that myself a little bit. So appreciate feel, that. Feel free. Just give me the credit, Matt. Give me the credit. I, I absolutely. Uh, absolutely <laughs> would. Well, it's been a pleasure having you with us here today. I uh, commend to our listeners here on Beyond Adversity, uh, Michael K. Jackson and uh, dot com. And, uh, his resources that he has there on his uh, website and his uh, his book. I'd also it, like to in, in just invite your, your listeners too, Brad, to, to, to feel free to connect with me uh, on social media. I'm most active on, on LinkedIn. You can find me there at uh, Michael, uh, uh, Michael K. Jackson. Very good. And we will put all those links of all your social media in our show notes at drbradmiller.com. It's our pleasure to have you with us here today. Our guest today on the Beyond Adversity podcast, 
Michael K. Jackson. That was an amazing, powerful conversation that we had today with Michael K. Jackson. He blogs at michaelkjackson.com. You can find more about him there and in our show notes at drbradmiller.com about all the different ways you can get connected with him. But let's just talk about a few takeaways from what he talked about here today. I loved his phraseology that see adversity not as your enemy, but as your advisor. And I believe that we can do that. Part of the process we use here on, the, on drbradmiller.com is what we call the 40-day way, which has to do with helping you to have a process of moving through adversity. He calls his process the plan, the P-L-A-N. And just to touch on those, the P in the word plan is about having primacy on prayer and meditation in your life. The L in plan is to lean in and, and to listen and to learn. The A in the word plan is to act accordingly. And the N in the word plan process is to notate your mind state. It has to be with journaling. Great helpful processes there. I commend you his book and his website, michaelkjackson.com. You'll learn a lot and he can be a powerful influence on your personal life or on your business or on your family or some aspect of your life. You can always go over to drbradmiller.com. We have lots of episodes with lots of people like Michael K. Jackson who will speak into your life and help you to crush adversity and to emerge to a better place. My purpose in life to help you do just that, to navigate adverse conditions and to come to a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose, and to do so by taking action, to connect up with a higher power in your life, to think with discipline, and to serve others with love. It's all about you, my friends. You have to take the first step, taking the bold action of doing something about it. You can stay, you can choose to stay stuck in your adverse conditions, or you can do something about it. So I like to call that making the promise. You make a promise to yourself that you will change, that you will not be stuck. The second part of that is you must commit to keeping your promise. Make a promise and keep a promise. My promise to you is to continue to speak into your life at uh, drbradmiller.com and in the Beyond Adversity podcast. We invite you to tune in every week where we will bring you great teaching and leadership to speak into your life to help you to crush adversity and to emerge to a life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. So till next time, friends, blessings upon you and continue to do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.
Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.